What is up? Welcome back to Culture FC, the weekly soccer show that's not really about soccer. We cover lifestyle, music, fashion, politics, all the things surrounding the beautiful game that make it so great, but just none of the results happening on the pitch. My name is Louie. My name is Aggie. What's up? I'm Brendan. And this week, we covered a whole plethora of topics. So much stuff has happened over the last couple weeks of soccer that we just decided to take a stab at a couple of the different uh, news items that you might have missed and really got into some very interesting conversations about women's soccer, equal pay, racism, and weirdly enough, shitting on someone's mother. So <laughs> keep listening. Find out what we were talking about. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us an honest review. We really want to get better at doing this, and we want other people to know about our show. So if you enjoy it, please leave us a good review. Give us a thumbs up. Subscribe. Share with a friend. It would mean the absolute world to us. You can follow us on all of our socials at Treble Soccer. That is T-R-E-B-L Soccer. And please check out our YouTube. We have a lot of other shows that we post every single week along with this, the video version of this podcast. So give us a follow there. Subscribe to our channel. We are trying to grow there, please, as well. Well, that's enough of me asking you guys to do stuff. Uh, let's jump into this week's episode. But all right, guys, let's move in. Let's move into our first news topic for things people might have missed this week. And the first one that I'd like to talk about is something that I found to be astounding. Uh, a couple weeks back, we brought to you the fact that the United States women's national team had uh, filed a lawsuit against the United States Soccer Federation about equal pay. Well, over this past week, Luna Bar, you know, those like protein bars like that, for they're sort of like Cliff Bars, yep. but, but they kind of market, they, they explicitly say they market them towards women yeah. and they're like all about empowerment and stuff. It's kind of cool. Anyway, they basically announced uh, on a day that was actually called Equal Pay Day, um, they, they would donate $718,750 to the United States Women's National Team to which is enough to give all 23 players who make the Women's World Cup roster the extra $31,250 that the United States Soccer Federation refuses to pay. Um, so right off the bat, I just want to get you guys' reactions on that. Amazing. I love it. I find it astonishing that like the USSF can't shell out thirty grand per player. Yeah. You know, like yeah. That in itself is wild. It's, it's awesome what they're doing, but it's also kind of embarrassing that Luna bar, like a uh, what is it, protein bar? You said, yeah, it's like a granola slash protein yeah, like slash a granola bar. protein bar. Yeah, it's like has, a cliff bar. Has to step in and do what yeah. what the U.S. Federation should be doing. You know what I mean? So does that feel weird? Like it, it it's like don't shouldn't we not have to rely on a private company? We shouldn't. We shouldn't. It does definitely feel weird, but at the same time, like I guess you kind of look past that and you see the the positive in what they're doing. You know what I mean? Like all credit to Luna bar. You, what they're doing is amazing. But yeah, we're not downplaying that at all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I want to make sure that nobody thinks I'm downplaying. <laughs> we're that. downplaying the fact that a company, any company, has to get involved with any national team of the United States. We're the United States, dude. Yeah, this is the we best. have money. Like the USSF has money, right? But and this is the best women's team on the planet. Like they are three-time World Cup winners. Like this is they are the gold standard for women's soccer across the world. Yet. Even though they're the gold standard of women's soccer across the world, they can't even play. They can't even pay their players thirty thousand dollars extra per person just to make sure that they're making a same amount of money as the the men's team does. Like they could, they've literally just taken that money from the men's team and be like, "Hey, 
you guys suck. Until you get better, <laughs> we're going to give yeah. this money to the girls. Like, come on now. Yeah, it's not like we made a World Cup, you know? We weren't at the last we World Cup. We weren't even there. Yeah. <laughs> we weren't there. So, like, where did all that money go? We lost. Who, who did we lose? We needed to just win one game. It wasn't it Trinidad-Tobago? Yeah, that like, was Trinidad-Tobago. We couldn't get past them. It looked no. like someone's backyard. <laughs> My indoor team could get past them. <laughs> what the hell? Um... But then on the other side of it, it's essentially a big-ass marketing ploy by Lunabar. Yeah. And while I don't think it takes away from what they did, because don't don't get me wrong, like they clearly saw an opportunity and took it. And they were like, you know what? The United States Soccer Federation isn't doing this. We're going to generate a ton of buzz given the – I mean, just to give you an idea, we're talking about Lunabar, not that we're yeah. any big people, but like why would we ever talk about a protein bar otherwise? So yep. if like even people like us who don't really like follow that kind of stuff are like talking about them, like that's good. And so – it is a huge marketing ploy, but I don't want to say that it takes away from it because I still think it's amazing that someone is stepping up and doing it because I hope that other people will follow suit by seeing this and also adds more pressure to the United States Soccer Federation because before it was just like them saying, no, we won't do it. And it wasn't like anyone else was really calling for it aside from like individual voices, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. But now that you have other companies and other corporations kind of calling for this equality and really showing it with their money, that's big time. Yeah. And, I mean, Adidas started it by saying, like, we're going to pay all our female athletes the mm. same amount. and For this coming World Cup. Yeah. So Just a word. Clear. Yeah. Thank you for the clarification. <laughs> you but, like, the the time frame from that to now Lunabar, you know, like, so many other corporations or entities could have done this. And Lunabar, I mean, to that extent, like, Lunabar is definitely taking on this marketing, like, hey, like, this is a good thing. I mean, that's a huge chunk, of, not really a huge chunk well, of change. Well, it's it's, seven, it's no, almost it's, a million it's dollars. Yeah, it's yeah, a good yeah. amount of money. Like, that's a big marketing budget that you're, you're, that's true. you're subjecting it to, but... Yeah, no, just, like, that company doing it, as opposed to any other company, you know, that would sense. would have yeah. a lot of money to do so. So, that that's kind of interesting, because, like, a, a, like a not really, like, we don't talk about it. So, like, a brand like that yeah. is now throwing in this money, like, now. It's a big power play by them, though, because if yeah. it works out, it works out, you know what big I mean? Big time. I mean, it would also, in my, kind of going off what you just said... If a if another company that wasn't targeting women and stuff had done this, it would feel weird. Like imagine if like yeah. I don't know, like Goodyear tires were like, hey, we're gonna give <laughs> yeah. the United States women's national team seven hundred thousand dollars. Like everyone would be like, Why? Like it'd yeah. be weird. You'd be like, What's your goal here? But like even though people are still asking that about Lunabar, it's like Lunabar is targeting women. That's their target demographic. So it's yeah, trying to make sense in yeah. the sense that like they would have sponsored something for the, the United States women's national team probably regardless. You know what I'm saying? Because it fits within their target demographic. So the fact that they were just like, oh, you guys aren't getting paid. Here's the money. I thought that was great. Yeah. And then futuristically thinking after the World Cup. What if Lunabar wants to sign some of these athletes? They might be more apt to doing I, it then. It's like, yo, absolutely. you gave you gave me seventy thousand dollars, like in well, thirty uh, no, thousand. I don't know why I said seventy. <laughs> I was thinking seven hundred. Um, but yeah, you gave me and my teammates each thirty thousand dollars. Like, yeah, I'll sit in, see what you guys have to offer. Like, that's especially if like this helps Lunabar grow in their market. Yeah. You know True. what I mean? That's my. That's what I was gonna ask. I don't know if either of you know, but do they have any sort of like marketing deal out of this, or they just they're just donating this money? Uh, I think it was a straight donation. Wow. Um, I think that. So I don't know. I, I don't know if it was like a sponsor. Yeah, deal like or we something we want like to we want to sleep sponsor. Yeah, I don't know if it was something like that. But this is just a straight donation. I don't know if there's anything attached to it in terms of I didn't image hear rights. That there was. That's why I also want to ask to make yeah. sure like. Because I'm pretty sure they had an interview with Alex Morgan and they said, hey, 
and she literally asked them, was like, what's the catch? And they're like, honestly, there's no catch. We're just, we want to do this for you guys because it's awful. And like, so I don't know. I don't think there's anything attached to it in terms of image rights, but either way, it's pretty cool. Yeah, either way, that's awesome. Honestly. Yeah. Good for Lunabar. I mean, just the fact that they could like even use it in, in marketing pieces from now forward, going forward, like right, any right. press release or anything like that, it'll still help them. Um, but now, a, a kind of a weird question I have about this is... Uh, <sighs> Does this almost like absolve the Uni the United States Soccer Federation for sucking or does it pile on more pressure? Because you could kind of look at it two ways, right? Where it's like, oh man, so someone else already paid them. So now all of a sudden they're like, well, we're not going to pay you anymore. Or yeah. does it add more pressure? I feel like it should add more pressure. But it, it kind of absolves them from really thinking about it. You know what I mean? Someone stepped in and did what they should have done. I think if they do well. I think if they do well, the USSF will be like, well, they did well. So like in the future now, like after, like we don't want this to happen again. So yeah. let's just say they're good. But I feel See, like if they don't do well, I want to say that too. But I feel we're giving them too much credit. Yeah, From what we've seen so far, like they—that's true. You know what I mean? I trust <laughs> me. I I hope they do what you just said. I I hope they they run like that, but. It's just giving too much credit at this point. Right. And that's what I'm worried about because the United States Soccer Federation is notoriously shady and I don't trust them to make this kind of decision ever. So, I mean, I will say, of course, it's going to it's gonna depend on how their lawsuit pans, pans out. And if the, the women's team wins their lawsuit against the United States Soccer Federation, then they're going to be forced to start paying them equally. And that'll be a whole... That'll just make this last part of the conversation kind of pointless in a way. But like, you know what I mean? Like, it just really depends on how the lawsuit uh, pans out too they are actually genuinely sick and i'm like oh those are oh dope. yeah yo, i saw those they are very sick um what? that's a woman's i might have to find my my foot in a woman's size i know i looked at him already dude <laughs> and the thing is it matches the new jersey for oh the women's gosh, the for, so for the u.s dope. women's that they're going to be wearing at the world cup so but all right keeping it within the world of uh united states women's soccer news uh alex morgan was presented with her very own special edition phantom cleats by Nike for scoring her 100th career goal for the United States women's national team. So Alex Morgan uh, joins an exclusive club being the only the seventh American woman to ever score 100 international goals. And that's kind of a lot because I know the women's team plays a lot more games yeah. than the men's do. Um, but that's still pretty cool that she's only the seventh American woman to ever score 100 yeah. international and goals. I feel like the women's team, it's much more in and out. It's much more of a revolving door in terms of the team, I feel like. Yeah, because there's so many more games that are allowed to like mm -hmm. you know experiment a little bit more. Right, right, right. Um, but in terms of the boots, they are so sick. If you, beautiful. you should definitely look it up. I will put a link in the, in the show notes. Uh, and it's beautiful. It's a red color and it really matches the, uh, the kit that the women's team will be wearing at this summer's world cup. Um, but it is absolutely beautiful. The Nike, uh, crest on the side has like the American flag kind of design in it with just like this really sick red color. Honestly, like something about like like special cleats for players like i'm never a huge fan of them. like christian ronaldo has what like seven or so pairs now i really only like maybe two or three of them yeah these might be my favorite like soccer it's like soccer what they've done but like these might be my favorite they've ever done because nay's new ones i'm not a huge fan of them either the newest honestly. ones no the like the black and yeah, like talk one or whatever it was, yeah i wasn't thinking i love the ones that he had at, at the world cup the yellow ones yes those like were those. sick I like those but I don't like these new like shush ones they did. Yeah, they're like weird. These are dope. Yeah. Um, if I 
so I could be totally wrong about this, but I cannot remember another woman's player getting their own signature boot from a manufacturer like this. I mean, we've seen it kind of commonplace in the men's game. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo has his own boots. Neymar, Messi, a lot of players have their own signature boots. But I, I don't, I, like I said, if I'm wrong about this, I'm not trying to be, you know, downplay anything. I really just don't recall another time that this has happened. If you're wrong, we're coming for your head. <laughs> um, but either way, I find these to be absolutely sick. And I love the fact that uh, Nike did present Alex Morgan with uh these cleats just because yeah. she's been a baller oh uh, yeah oh for yeah sure, for sure she deserves it um so on the boot itself the number 100 appears in the iconic t90 font a nod to one of her Ooh. favorite boots while the name is emblazoned in the phantom venom type that's her name and then the date and coordinates next to the strike zone represent her first international goal she scored in 2010 in chester pennsylvania so be, like be with the facts so just like <laughs> encompassing that kind of tailored customization to a boot like that is that's like showing the the real support behind her it's like yeah. yo we are taking every single attention to detail and we're gonna make this 100 percent yours and good of nike honestly and the, the boot is it's beautiful yeah we were talking earlier yeah gotta get them gotta get find those big sizes <laughs> Uh, yeah, honestly, hey, hey, but if they someone, are. If someone can tell me uh, <laughs> women's to men's sizes, let me know because <laughs> I'm looking. They are also going to be limited to only a hundred units and will only be available for purchase in Amer in North America. So okay, so never mind. There, don't, bother. That. <laughs> don't bother looking at it for me. <laughs> um, but one thing that I'm thinking about, Alex Morgan is by all like senses of the word an absolute superstar. But I feel like it's like they don't market her enough like we we've yeah. touched upon this a little bit in the show like many many months ago about uh like the the national women's soccer league i know that like the united states soccer federation absolutely markets her a ton and she's on tv all the time and she's in commercials and she's very very prominent in a lot of the, the advertisements but it's like in day-to-day -day american society who is alex morgan yeah. am i wrong about yeah, that, no, thinking that her face should be plastered a lot more throughout just America in general to just inspire these little girls and these up and coming Seriously. female players. And I know that within soccer circles, she totally is. But I just feel like what she's done for representing America at every level, shouldn't American society as a whole like really be kissing her feet and groveling over her? Yeah. Yeah. And not just because, like, you know, people talk a lot about how, like, beautiful she is and how gorgeous she is. But it's not even about that. It's from a sporting perspective. She should be looked at from, like, as, like, essentially like up there with like Serena Williams and wh whatever other women athlete you want to put up there. Alex Morgan, in my opinion, should be right up there. Yeah. Without a doubt. Uh, and it's, I'm, I'm going to put Serena one notch ahead. Serena is Serena. She's Serena is a yes. beast. And has she has been, been doing yeah. it for We're saying a not while. next to her up there with them. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Fair, fair, fair. But it's, it's, I don't really like Serena. It's when, just funny because I feel like Serena Williams is, is, is ever present in every conversation about sports. Yeah. And it's all, it almost feels like, you know, unfortunately, even though we are in 2019, like, Places like ESPN and other sports channels really dominate the conversation around sports. Yeah. And yeah, they play tennis, but like on TV, so they do talk more about Serena Williams. So like, I almost feel like it's a a knock against soccer as to why Alex Morgan isn't viewed in that same light. No, I agree. Especially if you really want the game to grow in this country, you don't get many stars like this. You know what I mean? They're they were. I'm not gonna say once in a generation, but the popularity they could surround her, like you, she should really be talked up more than she is. 
And it stinks that the marketing that is put into her and put into most of the women only really come around during the World Cup. Yeah. yeah. Right. And you know what I mean? Like, we have the Na- the National Women's Soccer League, which runs every single year, yet I never see anything about it. Me neither. Even some of the U.S. women's games, like, half the time it's not even on an accessible channel. You have to find illegal streams or other ways of watching these games. Interestingly enough, it was on last night on ESPN. They played Belgium, I believe. It was. They crushed uh, them. They crushed them. I yeah. did not see it. Mm-hmm. I I saw. I was at the bar working, and I, I was about to put it on, but I ended up closing at nine, so I just I didn't even see anything. Belgium so. should call Eden Hazard up. Guarantee <laughs> bags three <laughs> <laughs> against the women. Easily, yeah. Seems seems like they probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> But all right, guys, moving along to another very politically charged topic. Uh, Moise Keane, a young striker for Juventus, uh, was racially abused after celebrating his goal against Cagliari over this past weekend. Now, this isn't the first time Moise Keane has been racially abused. And this isn't the first and probably isn't going to be the last time it's happened to him. Unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately. And... Weirdly enough, I feel like this topic has been coming up a lot more over the last few weeks about players being racially abused, especially yeah. on our show. I feel like yeah. that's just some, it's so many different ep- uh, instances of it happening yeah. have really been kind of happening, it's, it's unfortunately. It's like ramped up, like as, as shitty as it sounds, it's just ramped up lately and it's, I don't like it. No bueno. Don't like it. No bueno. But what was even weirder about this is that Leonardo Bonucci, a essentially a, a leader for Juve who, okay, maybe he's not the captain, but... He's seen as a leader on the field. He's oh, probably, I believe he's the vice captain. I, I'm if, pretty sure he was club captain before his move to Milan, came back. And, of course, they didn't hand him the captain's armband right back. They gave it to Chiellini. But still, I'm, I'm sure he has some sort of leadership in that, in that. And if he's not a, like, named leader or named captain, he's someone that players look up to and players that and he's, he's someone Absolutely. that people look up to, right? He came out after the game and said that uh, – it was 50% Moise Keane's fault for being racially abused because of the way he celebrated in front of the fans. I'm sorry. Like, what? What goes through your head? Like, first off, defend your teammate no matter what happens. You know what I mean? But then to come out and make that comment, like, that's the comment you make? Like, let's recap real quick. Leonardo Bonucci, a leader of your club, calls out one one of his teammates for scoring and celebrating and being racially abused... And then calls him out for celebrating like that and saying he 50% deserved racial abuse. I'm sorry. This is a young 19-year-old kid who is being targeted every time he plays both for Italy and Juve. And you're supposed to stand up for him. Like, you are a role model. He is your teammate. Even if you weren't a role model, even if you were the ball boy, support your goddamn teammate and say no to racism. And did you see the 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 shitty little graphic he put up on his Instagram the next day? No, what did he, he put up like a little like like an Instagram story that was like him with his arm around Moise Keane, clearly on like international dude. And it's just like it said something along the lines of like whatever happens, like say no to racism. I was like, bro, what you should have had that same energy twenty four hours ago <laughs> yeah. when you made this comment after the match. And I mean, what you know. Whenever a kid or any player scores a goal, were they home? They were away, right, or were they home? I think Either way, it doesn't matter where, yeah. where they were. If you are on the side that the like, there is a section of the opponent's fans. You're gonna go over there. You're yeah. gonna celebrate. And Bonucci, how do you say his last name? Bonucci. Bonucci. It's just a white dude. He doesn't know what that's yeah. like. He doesn't. He's never gonna yeah. understand. And I, I watched the club knowing that you can literally see him like the so Moiskin does his thing, starts celebrating and everything. All the players come over. You can see Bonucci grab him, kind of like push him back, like as in say, like stop, do like stop. Yeah. Mid match, so clearly from the beginning he didn't care. 
Yeah. Like, right as the goal, as the whole thing's happening, he's pushing him back and already trying to stop it, but I'm just like, can oh. you blame the kid? Okay, no. so so for 20 seconds, let's pretend that we're going to, like, hear out what Bonucci is saying, right? If you take it in terms of, like, oh, your celebration was outlandish in front of the, like, the like the, that team supporters, all Moise Keane did was go over there and, like, spread his arms, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think he did anything crazy. No, no. He didn't flip anyone off he didn't like try to fight a fan yeah. all he did was basically go yo i'm here i'm right here i'm this good don't treat me like shit and if I, like right i'm pretty yeah, sure you're doing yeah crazy. absolutely and only, like and if you are gonna treat me like shit okay cool take this and so I, i'm not saying that i would understand bonucci's comments at all but it almost seems like bonucci's saying like that moiskin shouldn't have celebrated that way in front of those fans but yeah. fuck it. it you just scored no, a goal you're 19 are exactly, you kidding me right. i'm with you i get what he's trying to get at but god did he go about it the wrong yeah. way you know what i mean and I, 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 get it. I get it that's like a wrong time i don't too. i don't blame Moskeen for anything he did you know what i mean Absolutely you've just played a match you've been going through that that was, that was like an 80th minute goal or something like that you know what i mean it was a winner yeah. i believe yeah. exactly so you just won 80 minutes and i'm sure he's been hearing it all match long you know what i mean yep hell yeah absolutely absolutely go flaunt a little bit and then i think bonucci i mean you didn't have to go like the comments didn't have to be made to ears that could hear it. You could talk to the kids exactly, one on one. Exactly. If you're a leader, you know, like take them aside. Like, hey, dude, like love the goal. Thanks for winning. But you know, next time maybe don't celebrate in front of the fans like that. If, if because of course it's gonna egg yeah. them on. And if it were advice to him yeah. personally, yeah, it's like yo. And if you're scoring a two one, like if you're scoring to win the game. Do you know how upset the the fans are going to be if they were home and the away fans yep. are there? Like they're going to be even more mad. So, granted, what else are they going to throw at you but the race card? Yeah, because oh, you're absolutely. you're a black dude and and look, we're we're not saying that B is condoning this. But no. We're saying like if it's advice, yeah. personally, it's different than going to the fucking media yeah, and saying exactly. yeah, yeah, saying like oh well, it, yeah, the media. It's like they're always going to stretch it now. Now Benucci dug mm-hmm. his own grave. It's and like to make it worse, you were the Cagliari. I think I think it was owner. Correct on that from Robert. I think Pritchard was the owner. Did you hear what he said after the game? No. So he obviously got wind of Bonucci's comments, and he, he's, they started asking why. He's like, yeah, well, he's like, he's like, and starts using it. He's like, like the Juve players, plenty of them came up to me after the match and said, Moyes shouldn't have done that, blah, blah, blah. He's like, he's like, they know he was in the wrong. Guess what? Yeah. First off, the owner, you're an absolute idiot for condoning what your fans did. And you're also an asshole. Yeah, you're yeah. a complete asshole for that. And second, now Bonucci's giving this guy ammo mm. to use it against Moyes Keane. Like, come on. And that's why you shouldn't make those comments because that unfortunately you have you're giving them ammo, you're fueling the fire, and like, like you said, if you really want to reprimand them for celebrating like that in front of the the supporters because you know it's going to rile people up and you want to avoid any issues, yeah, that's one thing. But if you're going out to the media and saying it, bro, like it's a bad fucking look, yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially with all the problems that like the Italian league has been suffering with racism over this past year, yeah. and like, it's just horrendous that. Uh, a, a public leader, a guy who plays for Italy many, many times, a guy who is looked up as an idol of his country, is saying that about their most promising prospect mm-hmm. that to come out of Italy in how long? When was the in last a time a player that was young came out of Italy and you were like, man, this dude's going to be good? Maybe Balotelli, but I don't even think he had this much. And that lasted like a, a season before he it blew up in his yeah, face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's one player I wish... You wish you paid. Oh, he paid for Liverpool for a little bit. Yeah, he paid for a little bit. Yeah, I'd love to. He didn't do much. No, no. no. But like, 
just his persona. I love that dude. And, and all in all, like it was really bad to see because even like you know everything that's been going on with Raheem Sterling over this past year as well that we've talked about yeah. multiple times. Um, like he he put on his Instagram story, dude, all I he did was that. I love that he just put like the laughing yeah. uh, emoji, emojis with um like the crying laughing. Yeah, emojis it's like now then, like, we just uh, gotta laugh. Yeah, honestly, I'm not a Raheem Sterling fan at all. I don't care as a player. I, I, yeah, as a player. As a player. <laughs> Sorry, as a player, don't care for him at all. He played for Liverpool. He has scored against Chelsea. I honestly don't care for him, but. I commend 100% what he did. I love I love that move by him. And even Stormzy came out and, fu- and yeah. called Bonucci a prick, which I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> I love Stormzy. Lukaku Jr. Dude, they uh, okay, guys, if you if you if you're new to the podcast or if you haven't heard us say this before and you don't know who Stormzy is, pretty big uh British rapper. Um Google him and Google Lukaku and it's really really funny. We talked about it months ago yeah. on the on the podcast as well, but you know, I remember it's they been a while. I remember they used Stormzy and <laughs> in Pogba's like reveal video. Yep. And like this was before Lukaku was on United. I was literally just like, "Wait, why is Lukaku yeah. in this video?" And rapping. Literally I was like, I was like "Damn, Lukaku got bars." <laughs> and then I realized, "Wait, that's not him." Uh But yeah, no, that's always fun to look at. I think it's very funny. Um but all right, moving along to a story that really doesn't have any significance at all, but it's just very, very funny, and I really think we need to talk about it. Over this past weekend, uh, Barcelona hosted Atletico Madrid in a very tight game um, where Atletico <laughs> Madrid was second place and Barcelona were in first, so the game mattered quite a bit, right? Uh, Diego Costa got sent off, and after the game finished and Barcelona ended up winning, uh, the notes came out from the ref's notebook, and... Basically, Diego Costa could be banned for about eight games after promising to poo on ref's mother. <laughs> yes, I'm going to say that again. Diego Costa was threatening to take a dump on the referee's mother and was sent off for it. <laughs> In the 28th minute, I will poop. I shit on your whore mother. I shit on your whore mother is what was recorded. The referee's report says in the 20th minute, the player Diego De Silva Costa was sent off for the following motive. He shouted loud, loudly at me the following words. I shit on your whore mother. I shit on your whore mother. I'm sorry, but you have to have shit for brains to say that to a ref and think that nothing's going to happen. Listen, I agree with you. you. You have to be an absolute idiot to do it. But we all know Diego Costa is that idiot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love the man at Chelsea. And I will go to my grave loving that man. But God damn, is he a moron sometimes. Oh, God. He once got a red card for nibbling on Gareth Barry's neck. You know I mean? <laughs> it wasn't a full bite. It was definitely a nibble. And then he proceeded to hug and kiss him after. He still got a red card for the nibble, clearly. But, like, this man... Is this a normal thing that he shouts at people? Like, I'm sorry. Like, I really you, hope not. Wouldn't you like maybe go to more conventional insults? Like, hey, ref, fuck you. You're a piece of shit. Yeah. I don't like you. But like, yeah. Or even saying your mom's a whore. That one's pretty standard in in, yeah. in, in banter. But all of a sudden, you're gonna turn it around and say, "I'm gonna shit on your whore mother." That's like a whole other level of insult that I don't even think I can attain. And it makes you want to think, like, what does he say to other players? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. What is this sailor of a man <laughs> talking about other like players? Like when he's going one on one with Sergio Ramos and back in the day Pepe when they're having their battles. Yep. What was he saying? To oh these my guys? god! I can't. I can't even imagine. It. Oh man, that's got to be top ten yeah. greatest insults, right? Like mm-hmm. right up there with uh, whatever. Uh, what's his face said to Zidane during that World Cup? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. It's yeah. got to be up there with one of the greatest insults. One of my favorite Diego Costa stories. Getting a little off track here, but oh, his the. 
I think it was the first time he met all the Chelsea players. He was in a room with him, John Terry, Ivanovic, Nemanja Matic, and a couple other Chelsea players. And he could barely speak English, but he looks at all of them and goes, I go to war, you come with me. And <laughs> oh, let out wow. a just roar of a yell, apparently. <laughs> I heard him John Terry interview. He's, like he said, he's like, the first time he met us, he just told us, I go to war, you come with me. He's like, And he just yelled as loud as he could. And they asked him, like, oh, how'd you react? He's like, we were all ready to die for him right there. Like, we were ready to go to war with that man right there. Wow. That's incredible, though. So that's the kind of guy we're dealing with here. That's pretty great. I just think he is a big conundrum of a human being. A, because there's no way in hell that he's not, like, 70 years old. Like, I don't care what you tell me. If you know what this man looks like, he is not a young... Like, he does not look like he's, no. he's in his 20s. No, he doesn't. No way. He's got reverse Benjamin Button. Reverse <laughs> Benjamin Button. I also fucking hate him. Decided to play for Spain instead of Brazil when Brazil needed a striker oh, Imagine him in that 2014 World Cup, man. Instead of having to watch Fred trot around <laughs> and, and try and poke the ball. Fred and Joe. Yeah. We I'd did rather, not even watch Joe Mario out there. Okay? I really, that was one of those things that literally made me so mad at him. I fucking despise him. A, because he's a shit person. Mm-hmm. B, because he fucked over our country like that. And like, dude, you're not Spanish. Like, you no, grew up in Brazil. No. You, you, The only ties you had to Spain is you lived there, like, for what, six years until you got your green card or whatever it was mm-hmm. there, the, the citizenship for Spain because you played for Atleti. Like, dude. You yeah. literally, like you could have been a baller for, for, for Brazil, but all because one coach didn't call you up one time. But like, uh, and I held a grudge. And then but, it held a grudge. But I'll say this. Do you think he would have been, uh, behavior-wise, a liability in that 2014 World Cup? I don't care. It wouldn't have mattered. I would have rather, <laughs> rather take him. Wait, yelling. you're right. Yeah, wait, who, who am I kidding? I would rather take him yelling, I will shit on your whore mother at every ref at that World Cup. Then have Fred or Joel play that World Other Cup. Than I guarantee he wouldn't let Germany put seven in. He would have broke someone's leg before they got <laughs> Absolutely four. not. He would have like destroyed Bastian Schweinsteiger or For whoever sure. it was. Sure. He would have killed <laughs> no, them. He would have gone right at New Year. What, what are you kidding? <laughs> when I was flying home from Denmark Okay, this if past you're going to start going... Oh, okay, I thought you were about to start recounting your tale about seven months. I was going to no, start no. very upset. When I was flying home from Denmark, I watched a documentary on Brazil after that loss. And like it just like... Just like the whole thing surrounding it. <laughs> and face. who is sitting next to me? Pure a Brazilian girl. And she points to me. She's like, why are you watching this? Um, <laughs> and she's like, this is such a sad day for me. Like, I'm sorry. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I just love soccer. You know what? <laughs> I'm the- currently feeling the hate that that girl felt for you. Louis' uh, faith didn't even break half a chuckle during that story. <laughs> wow. It's funny, man. He's livid right oh, now. Oh, man. I kid you not. Like, that is one of those things in soccer that will never be erased from your mind. It's one of those things that the word uh, seeing the number seven and one <laughs> next to each other is enough to piss me off. I'll never forget. I was at work when that game was on, right? I was watching on a computer and it was like a shitty computer. It crashed at one Oh, <laughs> right. It took probably 10 minutes to get it back up. and booting. I get the stream back up. My word. We're back at it Four Oh, And I'm like, no, no, no way. I hit refresh. I pull up another stream. I'm like, this can't be right. I was like, what happened? Go on Twitter and I just see everybody oh just God. going crazy. I was like, no, this is legit. They just scored three goals in the 10 minutes to boot this computer back up. Dude, okay. there's a well, poor Brazilian okay, can, kid. Can we, can, we, can we be done? One last, one last oh. thing. There's a poor Brazilian kid in one of the history classes I sit in. And the teacher, like, anytime he's wrong. Also, guys, much, real quick, just I just want to—I just want to introduce something. Brendan is a teacher's assistant. Don't think he's just that random high school sitting <laughs> in <a> random. <laughs> I don't. Okay? S- I'm not an undercover cop, um, <laughs> or a pedophile. So we're good. Either of the two. Uh, and anytime this kid is just like messing around or something, the teacher is just like, 
Hey Arthur, seven one. Oh, <laughs> just, no, no, so- no, no. See, I'm I'm getting up, putting two hands up. Look, my teacher, like we can go on the hall fight right now, <laughs> me and you. <laughs> and the kid just sits there and just like, oh. I'm not taking that. It's funny, yo. Okay, we're we're good, right? We're done. Yeah. Now I just want everyone to know, I do. I am a Brazil fan. I know I'm laughing here, but I'm laughing through the pain. Yeah, well, that's great. Louis, not so much, but I'm trying. <sighs> I'm going to need a moment, honestly. I I, 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 that, <laughs> I I know we literally barely even talked about it, but I just needed a second to get back. This was real. This is it. Woo! We broke Louis, guys. We broke him. Give me a second. What was worse, the 7-1 for Brazil or the, what was the six the six zero City gave you? 6-1? 7-1 every time. Yeah. Brazil yeah, were favorites that. of that World Cup. And it was in Brazil. Yeah, you're it right, was home. You're right. It's not even close. But speaking of Man United, uh, something very interesting that happened a couple weeks back. Man United is going to subsidize the 120 euro Barcelona quarterfinal tickets for fans traveling to the Camp Nou by hiking prices for the first leg at Old Trafford. Basically, so what happened was uh, Barcelona drew Manchester United in the quarterfinals of the Champions League. And for those of you guys who don't know, the way that this works is one leg is going to play is going to be played in England at Old Trafford, and the other leg is going to be played at Camp Nou in Barcelona. Uh, essentially, each team has to give the other team a set number of tickets that will um, be given or sold to this, the the fans of that team. So in other words, uh, it's usually something along, along the lines of like 10% of the stadium, 7% of the stadium. It's usually like anywhere between like 7,000 and 10,000 tickets of that stadium. Mm-hmm. So basically, Barcelona takes 10,000 seats in two sections and goes, here you go, Manchester United. You sell these tickets at this price to your fans directly so that you can make sure they're all organized within uh, one section. The reason they do this is for organization. It makes it easier, blah, 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 blah. You can kind of control the fans better that way. And and so Barcelona decided that they were going to charge 120 euro per ticket, which is the most that Manchester United fans have ever been charged for a game outside of a final from the opposing team. Um, And so... And, and here I quote, they said, in this instance, we believe that our traveling supporters are again being subjected to increased excessive ticket prices from the host club. We have again taken the difficult decision to charge Barcelona fans for the home leg at Old Trafford the same amount that Barcelona are going to be charging for the away fixture. Uh, we will use the additional revenue gained from this to subsidize our traveling support by paying the 27 euro difference for each of our traveling supporters. So classy move by man united being like oh yeah barca is going to charge each of our fans 120 euros cool we're going to charge each of their fans 120 euros and take the difference of what we were going to charge them and the price that we're now going to charge them and use that to make the tickets for our supporters cheaper so that they can go to barcelona and support us that's pretty dope move that's pretty dope obviously it's fuck me and you till the day i die but that's (laughs) that's clearly that's a pretty cool move. i figured you guys could enjoy this because i hate barcelona the football club more than anything (laughs) on this planet and so i thought it was cool to bring this up to just show you how money hungry those assholes of that club are don't get me wrong i love the city the city is beautiful i wish i could go back especially as i will be going to spain uh tomorrow actually as we're recording but you actually fuck the club you gotta go to spain you gotta just protest outside the camp new by myself just one just, guy just one man <laughs> in a man new jersey yelling lower these tickets make a sign and everything make the sign i shit on your whore mother <laughs> i shit on your ticket prices uh, one man outside ticket with a sign saying lower the tickets and give me one free <laughs> please Hey, what's the worst that can happen? Maybe you get a free ticket. Oh. <laughs> like, I'll give you a ticket. Just go home, man. <laughs> <laughs> Just go home. Well, considering they wouldn't let me get into the stadium for when I paid a ticket, they That's can true. fuck they themselves. You. They owe you. They owe me a hey, lot Hey, you of remember money. me, assholes? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the guy you didn't let in. <laughs> but anyway, by the time you were listening to this episode, hopefully Manchester United will be getting ready to murder Barcelona at Old Trafford. 
I got myself some some big hopes in my heart for this one. Guys, while we're on this topic, <laughs> while we're on this topic, can we just go around and give a aggregate prediction? Well, we're, not Both allowed, we're not allowed to talk about the sport on the field on this podcast. Clearly <laughs> 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 trying to hide something. Louis, just real quick, in your heart, deep down, truly. Do you think Man U is going to advance? I think they have a chance. Like, if we're being perfectly honest, I do think they have a chance. It's, it's a knockout competition. Anything obviously, can obviously, yeah, they, they have a chance. You guys have speed. You have Rashford. You have a Jesse Lingard's ass, but you have decent <laughs> players. You have Martial. You have Pogba. No, I think that Man United is going to have to play like inc- like their best football of the whole season to get to get a result I against agree. this Barca I agree. side. But if you were to look at this Barca side in comparison to past Barca sides, they don't scare me as much. Mm-hmm. And I- I'll say this. In 2012, Chelsea had no right beating them. We did it. It's not yeah. possible. And, I mean, you guys were down against PSG. And like, in a game, off. everyone was just like, nah, they're going to lose. Like, True. And then, you I mean, you see Neymar's face True. at the end of that game. <laughs> just acting like it woke up <laughs> yeah, from a like weird dream. Like an idiot. <laughs> hoping, hoping, uh, hoping like you woke up to stuff. someone else sleeping with his sister. <laughs> <laughs> That never gets old, dude. <laughs> it never has it. It never will. Oh, man. Oh, uh, I'll say that. I have followers. If all I'm going to say nay is I get it. <laughs> I, un- I understand. <laughs> You're protected. But all right, guys. I think that's I think that's enough for this episode. Um, Man, that was that was great. I'm saying 5-2 aggregate, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you think about the Luna Bar situation. What you think about Bonucci's dumb comments to his own teammate. And obviously, what you think about Diego Costa threatening to shit on a ref's mother. Would thanks you for... do that? I might. <laughs> <laughs> I might. <laughs> but thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you next time.